You're listening to the Girl Next Door podcast. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Erica. We're two former next door neighbors and good friends who love a good chat and a good laugh. We're inviting you to come on in, have a drink, and stay a while. Hey, friend. Hey, friend. Today, we're going to revisit our intentions and goals for 2020. But first, we want to share that we've decided not to record a book club episode on The Giver of Stars, which was going to be our summer book club episode. Book club episodes take a little bit more effort to prepare for, and right now we're needing to keep things as simple as possible. So on to our topic today. Given all that 2020 has brought, some of us may want to throw out any goals that we made for the year, and honestly, that would be okay. But looking back at our goals might help us see what we still have control over and will let us reclaim the year in a way. So remind me of your intention or word for the year and how it's shaped your year so far. Okay, so I usually pick a word for the year and I didn't honestly even remember it when we went to record this episode. I <laughs> first looked at the outline. I'm like, okay, what is my word? But I didn't remember it because I have really incorporated this so much into my life that it's like automatic now. And so I feel really good about that. My word was gratitude. And it just feels kind of clairvoyant to have picked that word because it has been such a game changer for me in this super hard year. I had started a daily gratitude practice um, kind of the end of 2019, not knowing obviously how much I would need that very practice. And it's... um, very specifically just writing down five things every day that I'm thankful for. And it is very much supposed to be small things. So you're not supposed Mm -hmm. to write like my health, my family, my house, you know, it's supposed to be maybe little things that happen throughout the day or just little things that brought you joy. Um, And so the nice part about that is that number one, it keeps you on the lookout for those things. And number two, in this year, that's kind of all of the things that we have are the little things. Like a lot of big things have been taken and or feel scary or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so holding on to the little things like a great cup of coffee and, you know, a sweet moment with your kids or whatever is even more important than it usually is. So that has been huge. Um, And I will say one thing that I talked about a lot at that beginning of the year episode was um, starting to have more gratitude for my kids and just Mm. um, hoping that that kind of changed my perspective by seeing those little things in them. And it really has to the point where I felt really good about my parenting through the pandemic. I felt good about um, starting homeschooling now and and just even embracing that with like zero reservations and more just like excitement and creativity and just really, really grateful to be in a position to do that instead of feeling like this sucks that I even have to, you know? Right. Um, Yeah. And I just think that that really helped put me in that mindset, not even knowing that I would need it. You know what I mean? Wow. Yeah. I love that. It's kind of cool. I love that. So my word for 2020 is magic. And when I picked this word, my intention with magic was anticipating that we would be adding a baby and that would be, you know, just changing lots of routines and knowing that there would be these sweet magic moments, but also expecting there could just be hard parts too, managing three kids, the lack Mm -hmm. of sleep, you know, losing a lot of my free time. And so the word was really to remind me to slow down look for and be present for all the good and to remember that the hard parts will pass, which Mm -hmm. did turn out to be 
<laughs> such a great word for this year <laughs> um, in ways I didn't expect. Um, and I will say I have used this word as an intention and sort of like a guide for this year. Um, the way that I've really been using it is to try to identify not necessarily even every day, but at least on a weekly, if not a few times a week basis to like stop and be present in a moment and just think this is magic and just try to capture that feeling and that memory. Um, It's been times when I am like snuggled with one of the boys and reading a book, like just getting that one-on-one time with them. Um, Maybe like when all of my, like all of my kids are clustered around me or on me, like I'm nursing or holding Maeve and the boys are just like doting on her and things, which sometimes can make me a little claustrophobic. And I'll just stop and say, no, this is magic. I just appreciate that. Um, Even sometimes when I've been up multiple times in the middle of the night with Maeve, you know, just bleary eyed from lack of sleep, just remembering how fortunate I am to be getting to do that. So it really has helped me put things into perspective. Um, I'm I'm really loving the word, this idea of everyday magic. And mm-hmm. I do think it's helping me find more of it, especially just in this crazy year. Yeah, totally. I love that. So what about any specific goals or intentions? Um, can you share what progress you've made and um, how you will be recommitting or continuing? these things. Okay. So first of all, I feel like I, um, kind of a part of that practice is also dreaming big and like writing down your dreams kind of as affirmations and just, um, making them happen, like putting plans into place to make them happen. And it's really made me think about that instead of just like, Oh, someday, someday, someday. It's like seeing them every single day. Um, and so at the beginning of 2020, you know, we had some really great things that happened before the world turned upside down and mm-hmm. we put a pool in our backyard, which had been a couple years of, you know, saving for that. And, um, we went to Ireland, which is like a dream trip of oh, mine yeah. forever and celebrated our 15 year anniversary. And that was literally the week before we could go nowhere. <laughs> we got home and were immediately in quarantine and did not know. I mean, it was that's how fast it changed while we were there. Um, and so I feel super grateful for that, but also um, feels like an accomplishment. Like those were two really big things that we said we wanted to do and we were still able to do them this year. And it, it goes to show how you just like have to pull the trigger sometimes mm-hmm. because we had he- kind of hemmed and hawed about it and just randomly went in January and we're like, no, we can do this now. And so like, let's just go see what it would, you know, what it would entail mm-hmm. and then actually have some real numbers to look at and real plans. Right. And then we ended up going with that. So yeah. same with Ireland, we saw a sale, um, we kind of decided we weren't going because flights were too expensive. And then we found a sale for like half price flights and just jumped on it. And I'm so glad we did because you just never know what life is going to bring you. So um, that feels really good. I did have a goal to take my Cactus Run Beauty business to the next level, like financially, and was able to do some of this too before everything went crazy um, and I had more bandwidth. So Mm -hmm. I actually like really changed around how I do my finances around my business with the book Profit First. Mm -hmm. And I need to, I should have looked at the author, but I will link to the author. Um, But yeah, so that was huge. And now it is hard because taking it to the next level kind of looks different because I have now homeschooling on my plate and kind of a full-time job in that. And so Mm -hmm. 
Um, but just kind of restructuring. And sometimes that's good because it just really makes you realize what is important in the business and what you were just kind of doing the same way that you were doing it because it, okay, this works so far instead of like, is this the most efficient way to do it? So that is kind of a vague way of saying like, it's made me reevaluate some of that, but I'm excited about what that might mean. Mm -hmm. Um, I had a small goal to read, not a small, but like just a random personal goal to read 52 books this year, just a book a week. Mm -hmm. Um, And I am recommitting to this after a major slump at the beginning of COVID. I think we've talked Mm. about that. It just, it was so hard for me to read at first. It felt like I couldn't focus on anything and Mm -hmm. everything felt too sensitive. Like no matter Mm -hmm. what I read about it, I feel like it reminded me of the state of the world and not in a good way. And so, but now I've actually found that um, really comforting ritual to be something that I've added back in. So that's good. good. Yeah, that's a, that's about where I'm at with my goals. Okay, okay. Um, I made a lot of goals. I'm just going to share updates on some of them <laughs> where I feel mm-hmm. like I have updates to share. So one of my goals was to find more one-on-one time with the boys, just, you know, as something that I just want to do as a regular practice, but especially knowing that we would be just changing our family dynamic and wanting to make that time for them as I was going to need to necessarily be dedicating a lot of time with a new baby. Um, And we have been finding regular one-on-one dates with them. And this has actually been, it's almost feels like even more important during this time when we're at home and so much of our schedule and routine was upended. Um, Might seem kind of counterintuitive since we're all home together all the time, but it feels like even more important to find that time to connect with them in that one-on-one way and just, you know, separate kind of out from that dynamic where they're, you know, always together Um, because they just are so different and just getting to have like those more in-depth conversations with them, which I really can do now that they're five and a half Mm -hmm. and almost um, seven and a half. And so um, for us, that has looked like in the morning, like we'll kind of switch off whether, you know, Chris or I go and, um, you know, which boy we take with us. We'll go get like drive through breakfast. There's a great drive through bagel place, get like bagel sandwiches, chocolate milk, a coffee, and then parking in the shade there. And we've brought um, Dash especially is super into Beyblades, which are sort of these more complicated, durable tops, essentially that you can battle in like this plastic arena and so we'll take that we'll park the car and we'll open up you know the trunk we have a hatchback and like do Beyblades in the parking lot and it is just it is so fun it's just like so fun to spend that time with them Um, also very popular is going through the car wash and once we go through and we pay I will um, let them come and sit in the front seat to Uh go through the car wash and I mean that is just like the best Yeah, anytime they get to sit in the front seat, right? So exciting. So anyway, that has been really great. And I'm really glad that's uh, we're incorporating that. I also made a list of 20 things for 2020. And these are kind of just like pretty simple ways to find everyday magic. I was anticipating that if I was just kind of going through a hard time, like just feeling like I wasn't having time for myself or doing kind of special things while I had a new baby, I could look at this list and find easy things to do that would just kind of turn the day around. So Mm -hmm. I have done some things on that list, but I haven't been looking at it really intentionally. And now that, you know, we really just have a few months left in the year, I would like to 
recommit to that and make sure I complete everything on it. Um, and the last update that I will share is I have a goal of having a month-long writing challenge for the month of October. And so this is something that I am still wanting to do, and it's coming up. And I'm actually feeling like I'm going to be in a pretty good place to do it. Um, you know, Maeve is sleeping a little bit better. We've, we're kind of getting our online school routine down. And I've got this month of September to kind of ready myself. Um, my... Kind of my intention with this is to just have a daily writing practice on a specific writing project for one month. And it might be like 30 minutes a day. It might, it's going to be pretty small. And some days, mm-hmm. I think if I just open my document and write a few words, yeah. I'm calling it good. Like the bar is very low here. It's basically just like, doing any kind of consistent writing on the same project for a month. And I'm getting kind of excited about it. So yeah, something to look forward to. I love that. Yeah. yeah. Um, What about this? Given what 2020 looks Mm -hmm. like, are you letting go of any specific plans, goals that you had for 2020? Um, You know, just like, I definitely had a goal to travel more and see some family and friends that that has not been a priority. Um, I actually ended up seeing my all my siblings and and my side of the family for my grandma's funeral unexpectedly Mm -hmm. a couple weeks ago and so that felt hard but also good because it it had been too long and it was like Mm -hmm. well when are we going to get together and it was just something that we all felt you know we didn't bring our whole families but we all felt we needed to be there for and so it kind of gave us this chance to see each other for a week and reminisce in a way, you know, we were her only grandkids. And so we have all of these very specific sibling memories of being spoiled and loved by her. And so that was really cool. Um, But yeah, letting go of some of that, like, okay, I'm not going to have that girl's weekend and I'm not going to have, you know, these other things that I kind of made a priority, but then weirdly having more time to FaceTime or Marco Polo Mm -hmm. or talk. And so it's been kind of weird because it it hasn't looked how I thought it would or would have, you know, wished upon anybody, but in, in weird ways it has deepened some of those connections. So that's been kind of interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. That is a really good point. And I'm finding that too, like connecting with people in a more consistent way in some cases, because we just know that we're home. I do find I'm FaceTiming with my family more because it's like, I, I, I know, know I'm not you bugging you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I'm not running out and about everything. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, similar. I had had a goal of visiting one of my best friends who moved to Portland, Oregon a year ago. And I was really hoping to get up there either by myself or I was kind of envisioning taking Maeve once she was, you know, a- about this old and probably starting to sleep pretty well, like maybe a fall trip. So um, that's a bummer. But, you know, I'm just hoping it'll happen in 2021. Um, I also had a goal that I wanted to connect with other moms with, you know, little babies, like maybe rejoining the breastfeeding group that I was a part of when Cedric and Dash were babies. I did make an effort to do this and did they they have moved that group online. Um, and I tried that, but, you know, there wasn't really great turnout and just, you know, the the virtual connection is not great for making new friends. It, it it's yeah. a placeholder. It's a placeholder for maintaining those relationships right. you have. But anyway, so I'm letting go of that. And hopefully there'll still be time for that, you know, in the not too distant future. Yeah. So going forward, what's something that you're doing that is helping you to reclaim 2020? 
Okay. So honestly, homeschooling has been huge for Reclaiming 2020. It has given me, I thought a lot about what, what was so exciting about it for me. And part of it was feeling like, you know, obviously I, we talked about this, our, our episode on this, but number one, just reclaiming control. Like I, Mm -hmm. in a year that feels very out of control, I now have complete control over my kids' education. And that feels really, really good. Um, especially this year. And then, um, but you had talked about how your um, professor friend had said that mm. like novelty and progress are something that are so important for our mental health and our happiness. And I think it's given me so much of that. Like I am learning along with them. We are doing this new thing together. It's given me um, really cool ways to like measure progress and pour into them and like see it pay off. Like they were just doing a Spanish show for us that they we've had three weeks of Spanish and they already know so much and made a Spanish guide for Jeremiah because he hasn't been learning along with us and did this whole like puppet show with their little songs that they've been learning and stuff and just decided to do that on their own and I'm seeing all this authentic learning and it's just really cool it's been hard obviously but it's cool to see progress in such a measurable Mm -hmm. up close way you know yeah um and then Okay. And then something else that, so that's, that's been something that's like, okay, now this is on my radar as, as a way to reclaim 2020. Um, just being still super committed to that gratitude. And also along with that, like guarding my peace and, Mm -hmm. and realizing that I cannot be constantly plugged in. Like we are not created to consume the amount of information we're consuming even and as many times, even if it's super important and, and obviously it is to stay informed right now and to be advocating for important things, but the sheer volume of information that a lot of it, very hard information that we're consuming just cannot be good for us. Mm -hmm. And so just being really um, cognizant of that, I guess, to, to kind of reclaim 2020. Yeah. Yeah. Um, For, for me, the, the thing I've really been thinking about lately as we're getting our online school routine down is, is being very intentional about, about me personally consciously setting the tone of the house and kind of doing that on a daily basis, like a Mm -hmm. renewing daily basis. And for me, what I'm really finding, and I know this is, you know, you, you hear this across, across the internet, but if I really can get up for, you know, half an hour, at least before the kids are awake, and take that little bit of time for myself to start the day on my own terms. um, Sometimes I'm able to fit in a run, which exercise just always helps clear my mind and make me feel good about heading into the day. Um, Or if I'm not going out for a run, I get up, get dressed in real clothes, like all the way to my earrings, you know, Mm -hmm. my hair's up or brushed or whatever. Um, And just that really helps me so much. I just feel like I greet the day with more patience because I have you know, kind of like filled my bucket first in a way. Um, Anyway, I know that we hear that a lot and that's not new, but it just really has been making a a big um, impact for me. So yeah, that's kind of what I'm focusing on. Love it. Love it. All right, let's move on. Tell me about an obsession that you have. Okay, I shared this on my Instagram and probably talked ad nauseum about it in my stories. So it, sorry if this is a repeat for those of you who <laughs> who were tuned in that week. But I read, I'm reading so many amazing 
children's books, but like middle grade chapter books, mm. like, you know, Harry Potter level type books. Okay. Um, and so that has been super fun to be like reintroduced to that because I think the furthest I would go really otherwise if since I've stopped teaching has been like, you know, we've had picture books and then we've mm-hmm. had beginning chapter books with my kids. And then right. I would read like YA once in a while, which is right. like the older level. But that that middle grade, like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm like because of Winn-Dixie, like um, Sarah Plain and Tall, you know, those kind yeah. of books are just yeah. so, so good and easy they reads are. for us as adults and just beautiful. So anyways, mm-hmm. I found a new new to me one i think it's fairly newly published as well called beyond the bright sea by lauren mm-hmm. woke and okay. i read this book in a single sitting which i haven't done forever mm. even other children's oh, wow. books and it was so beautifully written um i have since bought her other books uh wolf hollow and echo mountain because i cannot wait to read them but it was it's just this beautiful story of what family actually means and um, it really reminds me a, a lot of where the crawdads sing. It's like, oh wow, very some similar um, nature elements, a similar mm-hmm. um, belonging story kind of a thing, mm-hmm. and just oh, so beautiful. I cannot recommend wow. it highly enough. It's probably a little bit. I would I would do it as a read aloud for my girls, but I might save it for a little bit older. Um, okay. Not because it's anything inappropriate, but I think they just wouldn't quite appreciate it as much as maybe like next year. Um, But I love it so much and I would recommend reading it as an adult, whether you have kids or not. It was just beautiful. Wow. Oh, wow. That sounds beautiful. I can't wait to read that. I did see that when you shared it on stories and I was so intrigued. So I need to make sure to put that into my Goodreads list. Even the cover is beautiful. Oh, I love that. Okay, I have a snack obsession. These are called summer salts, and I actually dropped some off at your door. Yeah, you this did. This is a new snack that Delish. I am loving. So my my mom actually sent me these. It is a they're these little like disc crunchy discs made of sesame seeds, maybe some flour. I can't remember Sunflower what else seeds. is in there. Sunflower, Sunflower seeds yes. is like a big part. Sunflower seeds and sesame, exactly. So there's like these little crunchy, nutty nuggets um (laughs) and (laughs) that's what it is um so i had the sea salt flavor and the dutch cocoa flavor and oh my gosh i am just so obsessed i like to eat the sea salt and the dutch cocoa like make a little mix of them like salty chocolatey and i don't know i just find it super satisfying like the crunch the saltiness the sweetness but i find it pretty filling so anyway i am obsessed with those you can find them at target okay and I will second that recommendation. You dropped them off in a very sweet little sympathy, sympathy um, target basket, if you will. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it was just, those were just a great little hearty something to snack on. So just a new little something. I was like, mm, yeah, I bet Erica would appreciate a new snack. So. I do. You know, I love a new snack. <laughs> All right. Um, do you have any neighborhood news to share? I do. Oh, tell me. This is some hometown horrific neighborhood news. Oh, boy. (laughs) So this neighborhood news happened in my parents' neighborhood in my childhood home. Well, I didn't move there till I was about 16, but it's where I finished off high school in and, you know, came back, come home to now. Um, And since that time that we moved in, we have had a neighbor who I think something is not quite right. Um, Okay. He is high functioning. He drives, he does things, but he lives with his parents. Um, and he has just a very, some very creepy habits. Like he okay. will mow the lawn at like 11 o'clock at night in the dark. Okay. 
he okay. will just all of a sudden be kind of standing there sometimes like it's kind of lurking. my parents live in yeah in one of these midwest neighborhoods that doesn't always have fences in between like the suburban backyards and so mm-hmm. he'll just be kind of there he'll like at one point i think he just like randomly said to my brother as he was like walking out to his car one night like boo and oh, just nothing no. else yeah so he's this, <laughs> he's a very creepy character and really has been like my parents are like oh he's harmless it's fine and i'm like no but i really think it's one of those situations where he will be on the news like murdered his parents and we'll be like well he's always oh. been a little creepy it's just kind of oh. that you know just kind of gives you the uh, okay uh, weird vibe right so i <laughs> was staying in my sister's old bedroom which faces their house okay their backyard and i it was like midnight my family had been up you know the last night that i was there like mm. my brother and my parents and i had been like up joking around and whatever so it's like midnight i go up i go to close the curtains mm-hmm. in the bedroom and you know how you just kind of like look outside as you're closing yeah. the blinds or curtains and then you always think like wouldn't it be creepy Ooh. if Somebody yes. was just there. Well, we're yeah. on the second floor. So, but okay. I look out down into his backyard and mm-hmm. the floodlight is on and he is standing in it with oh. his shirt up and his junk out. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> I am no. telling you, I was so horrified to number one, even see him there. So I did a double take because it was like, oh, right. the creepiest guy from my childhood. And then to see that he was peeing, oh. he was doing something that should be not be done outside. I don't know. No. I didn't look close enough because I, I literally dove away from the window onto the bed and like <laughs> screamed for my dad to come in the, oh he like whisper gosh. screamed because I didn't want him to hear me. So I'm like, dad, dad. And he comes in and I'm like, what is he doing? What is he doing? And my dad's like, uh, and his face was so disturbed and so funny to watch. And he's like, oh. Oh, and he's just, I think, I think he's just peeing and I'm like, well, that's not okay either. Not okay. Not okay. Oh my facing Facing our house. Like mind you, not his back to us trying to pee in a corner or whatever he was doing in a corner. Right. Oh my gosh. So I was traumatized (laughs) and I'm like, I told you I have been right. That's right. All these years. (laughs) Oh, I can't. I can't. So oh that was my gosh. A, a lovely, like, little welcome home gift to me. Welcome home. <laughs> lawnmower man. We called him lawnmower man all these time, all these years because he would mow his lawn at 11 o'clock at night. Oh my God. And now he might have it. Now he might have a new name. Yeah. Yeah. I feel equal parts vindicated and also traumatized. Right. Okay. <laughs> that is that is some great hometown neighborhood news. I'm sorry that you had to see that, but it did make a great story. So thank it do- you for it that. It does. It does. You're welcome. Uh, all right. Well, I think that wraps it up. Thank you so much for hanging out with us, everyone. If you would like to find us in between shows, connect with us on Instagram. We are Hi Girls Next Door. And find our Girl Next Door podcast page on Facebook. You can send us an email at highgirlsnextdoor at gmail.com and find the show notes for this episode and all of our archives at girlnextdoorpodcast.com. Thanks so much for dropping in. Until next time, be neighborly. I might have a squeaky chair situation.
So I have a snack obsession. Um, this is something that, nope, stop, Kelsey. Stop, Just Adley. say it. We- <laughs> Erica, help you're me. Like, you like help a disclaimer. Me. You like a, this is something. <laughs> I, why? Just stop <laughs> me, okay? I won't ever take offense. Just like, Kelsey, stop. Okay, Try so again. The, Just tell me what it is. The keywords, if you start with, this is something, I'll be like, nope. <laughs> That's where you go off track. That's where I know yes. it's headed. I just, I veer right off track. I just veer into the ditch and I can't get out. Yeah, I feel like you think you need to explain it more than you do. Right. (laughs) I'm going to really, that's, that's what I'm going to work on for the rest of 2020. (laughs) You're right. I I can never say this is something that is the trigger. I never really notice it, but I do notice now that you always stop. Like when you catch it, you stop yourself. And that's always what it starts with. The this is something. (laughs) That's a great, that's a great point. That's a great, I need to put like a little note, a post-it on my computer when we record. Okay, here we go. Take two. (laughs)